Lifestyle choices and environmental factors impact your brain health and the physiology and psychology of your mental health. When you're ready to turn your brain on to get your game on, listen to In Your Head Radio. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So thanks for joining us today. Today we've got a really interesting show. I've got a guest, Adora Winquest, and she is an author and an expert in the fields of plant and vibrational medicine. She's a visionary in the arena of quantum alchemy, and she has led an evolutionary transformative path for self-mastery, which facilitates healing at the DNA level. And that's something I really want to learn more about. She intertwines the divine knowledge and ancient wisdom of esoteric philosophy, psycho-spiritual dynamics, essential oils, and energy medicine through her 20-plus years as a facilitator, educator, formulator, and entrepreneur. She's a pioneer in the field of aromatherapy. She's got quite a unique nose and an ability to formulate products for individual and corporate clients through her website. She's a co-author of Detox, Nourish, Activate, Plant and Vibrational Medicine for Energy, Mood, and Love, which is a revolutionary guide to healing at the DNA DNA level for self-mastery. And that's available uh, a lot of different places, which we're all most familiar with is Amazon. In 2021, Adora launched the Elixirs for Quantum Living, and this is the first line of nanoparticle essential oil blends, a groundbreaking trinity of nanoparticle CBD and vibrational frequency infusions. They offer an alchemical solution to three aspects of existence, which we're all trying to balance our mood, our energy, and our sleep. She is devoted to the Divine Feminine Rising and offering global ceremony, activating and uniting all kingdoms of life on the planet, plants, minerals, animals, and human. She's dedicated to the awakening and the evolution of the consciousness of humanity. Thank you so much, Adora, for joining me today. Oh, it is such my pleasure to be with you, Lee. Thank you for having me. We have so much to talk about. I just don't even know where to start. And I think, you know, since I received the information, you've even put something else out there. You have put out uh, an online, the Soul Institute for Quantum Living, right? Yes, we just launched on Monday the 8-8 Lionsgate, which is very exciting because this has been a a seed of intention that I've held for a little bit over a year and really waiting for the right time to launch the Soul Institute, which is an educational platform, um, really focusing on holistic education for us during these evolving times, because we are all seeking not only relief, uh, betterment in our energy, in our mood, in our relationships, but we're looking for deeper levels of fulfillment that really come from connecting in with our soul and learning how to move beyond the limitations, the adversities that we all face in life, and to turn those adversities and aspects of surviving in life, right, when we're just in survival mode and we know all of the stress that comes from that, and transmuting those patterns into a life of thriving, where we can really uh, reach those levels of not only authentic self-expression, 
but living our true purpose, right? Who we are, why we're here. And, and that really is how we can connect in with those deeper levels of fulfillment that we're all longing for. Well, you know, and what I've noticed at, at the clientele, at the Brain Performance Center, COVID really had an impact. And it really made a lot of people stop and ask the question, why am I doing what I'm doing? I don't really like it. I don't really yeah. want to do it. But and really, I don't think for a lot of us, we've ever slowed down long enough to really ask that question. Exactly, exactly. You know, I think that we always, the most successful people look at every experience to have a silver lining. And I think if we look at COVID from that perspective, it really did bring the focus inward to ask ourselves some very deep questions of, am I living the life I was born to? Am I, am I happy? Am I healthy? Do I, feel, do I wake up feeling joyful? Do I wake up feeling passionate about my life, my work, or my relationships? Um, meaningful, right? Do they bring me intimacy? Do they bring me joy? Do I feel like I'm really able to authentically express myself? And, and what a gift it is to be able to bring our focus inward because this is the calling at this time of great evolution on the planet and the great awakening of our consciousness as humanity as we come back together to find what is our true meaning and purpose, right? How can I find a, a deeper connection to not only myself and those around me, my loved ones, but how can I reconnect with nature? How can I disconnect from all of the devices and the artificial, the simulation of relationship that we know really don't bring us the depth of fulfillment and nurturance that we all need and crave, right? Because nurturing and nourishment comes from more than just our food, right? More than just our nutrients. We are nourished and nurtured by meaningful relationships where we can be open, where we can be vulnerable, where we can lean into each other and we can express the truth of who we are. Well, and that's something that everybody says they want, but they're not really, when it comes time to go get it, they're not really sure how to do that. And is that kind of what prompted the, the writing of your new book? Yes. Well, I would say this. The, the prompting of the book came from a few different aspects. And as a healer and as a visionary, I always look at life from that infinite mindset, infinite perspective of not just the inner, right? What do I need to do to nourish my body um, on the inner from nutrition, from exercise, from the, the, my cellular consciousness and function, but also from my psycho-spiritual aspects of being, right? The, not only the conscious levels of awareness, but the subconscious pattern that exists in our lives. And so when I started to look at that and, and look at some of my clients over the past 20 plus years, 25 now of um, working in the fields of energy medicine, essential oils, plant medicine, and started to see like when people come to me, and they say, okay, I've tried all of these different modalities before. I've tried different types of energy healing. I've tried the nutrition. I've tried therapy. 
I don't understand why these same patterns keep happening over and over again when it's really not what I want. I want to have more abundance in my life. I want to have deeper, meaningful relationships. I want to have a career that brings me passion and fulfillment every day, even though I might be challenged, right? I want to be challenged so I can grow into new levels of awareness and understanding about myself and the world around me. So from looking at that and looking at the, the where all of those points of connection exist between uh, many different clients through the years, many different customers, um, thousands of case studies of individuals, and then, of course, looking at my own personal journey, right? My own journey of healing um, from over 25 years of working in this field because it, it was through my own healing crisis that I came to this work. And I came to find a way to contribute uh, to the greater good of all through healing and in my own regard. And so looking at that for many, many years, you start to see, well, gee, this keeps showing up again. And so in the DNA book, for me, it was really an act of transcendence going through 20 plus years of journals, of client notes, of formulas, essential oil formulas, herbal formulas working with frequency, with vibration, and of course, notes of my own journey of my whole life, right? All of the points in what I like to call the early childhood treasure map, where certain experiences and belief systems and patterns, emotional, mental, and otherwise, get imprinted through our family constellations and primary relationships with our mother and our father. And so looking at all of these different aspects of relating to self, relating to other, and all of the forms and facets of relationships we have in life, um, that book was really born from so much experience and wisdom. And then, of course, through them, some of my very early formulas, uh, including my bronchial tea formula, which has a really interesting story. Well, you know, you talk about the DNA and, and it does all, it starts with our our family. And yeah. I think some of us just feel like that's not changeable. That, you know what, this mm-hmm. is the way that my family's done it for a hundred years. I can't change it. But what I hear you say is, yeah, you can, you can change yeah. it. And And that is really the power that we have within us, right? When we talk about unlocking that infinite potential that exists within to be able to thrive and take the areas and patterns of just surviving in life, right? With a modicum of uh, health, with a modicum of happiness and with barely enough to get by. But how do we, how do we really thrive? And so if we step back a moment and consider heritage and um, lineage level healing, right? Our ancestry. And and we think about the DNA. Um, And and this is a really important piece because this is where I think we can break it down from something that seems incomprehensible to something like, oh, okay, I understand it. If I understand it, then I have a much better um, ability to harness it for transformation. So if you think about each one of the cells in your body, right? We know we have, what, trillions of cells. And within each of our cells, we have 
our DNA, our genetic code. So what is that really, right? It's ultimately every experience that we've ever had since the moment of conception, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And if that is alone not enough of a miracle, think about it from the perspective of our parents. Because our DNA is seeded with every experience of the same regard that our mothers have had and our fathers have had, and so on down the line, right? Our mother's mothers, our father's fathers. And that is lineage-level healing. So when we think about, well, you know, this is just the way that it's been through my family. Uh, We've had these belief systems that have been carried down. This is just how people are. Whether it's, I know I have to work hard and that's the only way I'm going to be successful, or I don't show my emotions, or I don't show my love in, in certain ways, or whatever it may be, right, within your lineage. But the, the beautiful and poignant truth is that you have the power within you to harness not only this present moment, but the power of your intentionality and then using these alchemical interventions or tools that are held within this book in 11 different areas like nutrition, like essential oils, like herbalism, like meditation, Uh, like crystal healing, to be able to transform within you. And the moment that you shift within you, the moment that your lineage, your line, shifts as well. So through healing in this moment, you're able to not only heal and transform and transmute those patterns that have been held in the past, that have been held in your line, your family line, but you're able to sculpt an entirely new future, right? You're able to illuminate your brightest future filled with health, with clarity, with abundance, with joy, and ultimately live the life that you were born to live. Wow. I mean, that's it, that just makes, there's so much to think about in that. And what's the first step? I mean, you've got to, you've got to wrap your head around that. It's not something that you're just going to jump into. What's the first step? Well, I'd like to say this. So if we think about life, everything in life is creation. Well, everything in creation is co-creation, even how we are here having this conversation, right? It was through the co-creative efforts of our parents. And co-creation is invitational. And once we realize that everything is co-creation, we realize that we're not alone. And what does that do? That takes the whole idea that we're victims off the table. And it is through invitation of inviting in a new experience, inviting in the support, the guidance, the inspiration, the encouragement, the clarity, the illumination from all of the forces of benevolence that are in and throughout the universe, right? And if you've ever heard someone say, well, I really believe that the universe is conspiring to to bring me the most abundant, joyful, um, incredible life, right? And so that sounds really good, but we have to look what's underneath the level of belief system to say, well, is there something at a subconscious level operating here? And, and that's why we come back to saying, well, 
why do I keep having those same patterns that show up again and again and again, even though I don't want them to? So, so again, coming back with an invitation allows us to under, understand ourselves more clearly, right? And isn't that why we want to learn from the past? We want to understand the patterns, the experiences that, are, that came through our ancestry so we can understand why we act in certain ways, why we believe um, certain things, right? Or why we have certain patterns that keep showing up again and again and again. So I believe everything starts with the invitation. And also well, the idea... Sorry, go ahead, Lee. No, no, please go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, I, I think there's a, a general misnomer that, um, that we are these physical beings and we are trying to not only understand our spiritual connection, but to prove it. Is there anything more than is just beyond me, that is just beyond my physicality. Because ultimately, we are incredibly complex beings. We are multifaceted. We are multidimensional, if you will, right? We are holistic. We have bodies and also minds, the mind-body connection, right? Scientifically proven. So I think the misnomer is that we are just these physical beings trying to understand a spiritual connection. We are these incredibly vast, spiritual beings that have chosen to come into the limitation of form to master the game of life and to learn how to create life beyond limitation. And I think if we just invite that premise alone to sink in, it starts to to really open up so many more questions. And the more curious we are, right, the more that can open up to us, the more that we can open our mind to new possibilities. Well, and I think what I had prompted to talk about, you know, you mentioned the subconscious, and the subconscious is plays such a role in everything that we do. And I work with, at the Brain Performance Center, we work with a lot of people that are anxious or depressed, and a lot of time that comes from some emotional trauma that's occurred. And honestly, I don't wish it on anybody, but I believe we've all had emotional trauma. It's part of yeah. life. And, yeah. you know, once you can kind of calm that brain down, get the brain and the body communicating on that intercellular level, the subconscious can let go a lot of what it's holding on to. And Precisely. this amazes me. I mean, this amazes yeah. me. Every second, your brain is capable of taking in 11 million bits of data. Research yeah. says that somewhere between 40 and 126 go to the conscious level. I think it's 40, but it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. We don't have to do the math. Where does it all go? It all goes to the subconscious. So putting people in touch and... A lot of times I'll start talking about the subconscious and I'll get the, huh, what? <laughs> and, and some people are afraid. They're afraid of it. What's your experience? Yeah. Well, I, I think what you're saying is so profound because the truth is whether or not we believe that our subconscious is operating or whether or not we like it, it is, it is the case. Right. And so when we think of trauma and how it affects us 
any aspect of unresolved trauma, unresolved emotion is still active, operating, projecting through our subconscious each and every day, each and every moment. And this is where when we start to look at our lives and we start to look at our lives from a holistic perspective, right? And we start to look at um, our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual connection. And we start to look at our relationships, right? With significant others, with family members, extended family, children, if we have them, our close friends, and in particular through our careers. And we start to look at our bank accounts and we start to look at the level of abundance that we have. And, and we start to really look at all of these different facets. Anytime there is something in your life that is showing up again and again and again where you don't want it to, right, where you're like, oh, I'm like really scratching my head here. How come this keeps happening to me? How, how come I keep having this dysfunction in my career path? Or even though I'm in a new relationship, the same issues are showing up again. That is a clear indicator that our subconscious is activated and really running the show. And so one of the things that I, I like to say, and especially because of the powerful uh, connection between olfaction and the brain, but specifically the amygdala, the limbic system that regulates so much of our physiology, mood, memory, emotion in particular, that when we use essential oils, pure essential oils as a caveat here, um, the right essential oils in the right formulation through inhalation can not only lift and shift how we feel in the moment, right? So transform our emotional terrain. The more that we use them, creating these healthy habit patterns for them, we can shift the trajectory of our emotional response. But even more than that, we can repattern the neural pathways. We can modulate and dissolve some of these subconscious projections that have been carried over from past experiences. So I've developed this modality called aromatic neuro-repatterning, or ANR for short, where the inhalation of specific essential oils with intention, right, because that's how we harness the power of the present moment. We add that mindfulness connection and then using affirmations to uh, work through kind of our, our neural networks and different experiences of the past to be able to transform and transmute them. But we see that there's such a powerful connection here with pure essential oils and the subconscious and really the brain overall, because there are very few substances that pass through the blood-brain barrier. And we know that essential oils, especially those high in sesquiterpene, um, are able to pass through the blood-brain blood barrier and offer the full gamut of their phytonutrients to the brain for healing, for optimizing function, performance, but also throughout our blood and um, all the systems and organs of the body as well. So uh, what, for people that come in, I mean, and I know you do a lot of work with chakras, you use crystals, you come at it from so, you have so many different tools in your toolbox. How do you determine what is the right tool for someone? Mm, that's always such a great question. You know, I think it's important, and, and we all crave this. We all want to be met where we are. 
and and if we can meet someone, if we can meet our ourselves, each other, our loved ones, our clients, if you will, where they are, that creates a common bond, that creates an opening. And from there, it really is defined by the moment. It's defined by um, what is ready to shift, what someone is open to, of course. When we're working with intentions, when we're working with affirmations, people tend to be very open to that. People tend to be very open to uh, pure fragrance that smells good, right? Um, people tend to be really open to crystals, even though I think this is such an untapped phenomenon of alternative medicine because, you know, people don't really understand they're attracted to crystals, but I don't think that these can be used for healing. And yet if we look at crystals, especially like quartz, one of the most popular crystals that is used in everything from uh, watches, clocks, computer devices to military uh, communication equipment. Why? Because they are incredible conductors of energy, conduct, transmit. And so, of course, with intention, with healing energies, they become uh, very powerful tools for uh, transformation, right? Especially to bring a sense of calm and ease to the nervous system. So there are so many different modalities, and one of my favorites is meditation. I offer probably about five to seven free meditations every month that people anywhere in the world can join to find a sense of community, a sense of relief, a sense of connection, a sense of solace, and a sense of healing, right, with individuals of like mind, because we all long to come together in sacred community. Well, you know, you mentioned affirmations, and that's one of my favorite approaches to, because I believe that I've seen the power of affirmations. A couple of years will be three years ago this fall. My business was destroyed by a tornado. Very unusual to sit down right in the middle of Dallas, but the tornado did and destroyed everything that I had. And I was so surprised. I'd been in New York for the weekend with an anniversary celebration, came home late and got up early and went to the gym and I'm on a, a piece of equipment, kind of looking at the TV. I'm like, huh, that looks like the private school by my office. But what has happened? Oh. And I realized, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, well, I know my office is just fine, but I'm going to go over there. So it took me three or four hours to be able to get close enough to go in my office. And when I got there, everything was just destroyed. Oh I'll never forget God. I wore a pair of suede boots thinking I was going to work that day. I'll never forget looking down at those boots going, oh, bad, bad choice here. <laughs> they were totally oh drenched. But <sighs> before I left that day, I, I kind of had a little talk with myself and I said, it's okay. I will come back bigger and better and stronger. And mm -hmm. for about a week, I must have said that. 25 times a day. And by the end of the week, I wasn't just saying it. I was screaming. We'll be back after break. We'll be back after these messages.
all know that alarm clocks were invented for people who don't have kids. But before the alarm clock was invented, how did people wake up in time for work? Previous to the alarm clock gaining popularity, people in Britain and Ireland might have been awakened each morning by a knocker-up. A knocker-up was a person that was paid a few pence a week to wake up slug-a-beds and clinomaniacs. Those are people who like to sleep in. Knocker-ups used pea shooters to roust folks who were oversleeping and long bamboo sticks to reach windows on higher floors. It was the responsibility of the knocker-up to not leave the window until they were sure their client didn't go back to sleep, even if they had metutilepia, otherwise known as waking up on the wrong side of the bed. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. It's Words You Never Heard. Last week, I got to go see the Cowboys and Cowgirls at the Creed Rodeo in Colorado. As I watched the action, I was reminded about a recent ridiculous news story where a would-be thief in Oregon got a taste of some good old-fashioned cowboy justice. According to the police report, a woman was walking out of a department store when she saw a man take off with her bicycle. When she began yelling, a man with a horse trailer jumped into action by chasing after the robber on horseback. The cowboy then used a lasso to catch the subject and held him in place until the police arrived. Other words for cowboys are cowpunchers, buckaroos, cowpokes, and vaqueros. I'd like to send out a special thanks to all the men and women of our armed forces serving our country at home and abroad. It's Marching Day I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back. Now here's your host, Lee Richardson. So we're back, and right as we went to break, I started to talk about the the power of affirmations and kind of tell my story, and affirmations have served me well. And I don't know why, but every time I need one, I go back to my original. I will come back bigger, better, stronger. I keep telling myself, you need a new one, you need a new one, but Mm -hmm. I like the one I have. What are your thoughts on that, Adora? Well, I, I'm a huge uh, believer in affirmation, and here's why. When we are crafting an affirmation and, and we're, in particular, adding a sentiment, a phrase after the two words, I am, those two words, I am, are invoking the divine consciousness that exists within you. And so any words, phrases that you add after that are like a command to the universe. But even more than that, they are a command to the brain, to the mind. And when you can start to use this, harness the power of affirmations, in particular in the early waking hours, it can be profound. And so here's why. So when you wake up in the morning, in those first waking minutes, as your brain waves are shifting, right? Delta, uh, theta, alpha to the beta, the beta, of course, being those um, brain waves of mental alertness. We know in those earlier brain waves, especially the alpha, we are incredibly receptive, right? So think about clay that's ready to be sculpted. And so when you can start to use affirmations in these early waking hours, 
you are able to not only direct and harness the power within your mind, your conscious mind, but also your subconscious. Because your subconscious is incredibly malleable in those moments of time. So when you start to use affirmations like, I am the champion of my life, I am victorious, I am courageous, I am articulate, I am a clear decision maker, I am vibrant, I am vivacious, Uh, they are an activation of command to your brain, to your psyche, to those neurons, right, in your brain and the mind to be able to harness that power and focus it in a direction until that direction has been made manifest, right? Until it is actualized, until until it is your truth. So I think I understood what you said. You kind of faded out on me and I, I'm not oh. here. Okay, there you are. Great. Hi. So I think that there's so much, there's so for people that it's they can do all of this on their own it doesn't cost them any money it doesn't even take a whole lot of time i mean i maybe i spend every day maybe i spend three to five minutes on my affirmations and that's if i'm feeling needy <laughs> if i'm having a really good day maybe i spend one minute so exactly. for someone that exactly. wants to get an affirmation and wants to get started what do they do So step number one, again, it comes to invitation, right? You're inviting in betterment in some facet of your life. So, and then you start to think about what is the area right now where I really feel like I'm struggling the most, right? Because we want to be honest with ourselves. And so if, if we know that, okay, I need to really work on my communication at the office or within my relationships with my children. So, so what you want to do is take a few minutes just to craft your own affirmation. I speak my truth with grace and strength. I am a clear communicator. You write it down because the moment that you write something down, whether it's an affirmation or a goal, your energy, your brain, your mind start to focus on that until it becomes a reality. And then what you want to do is go to the mirror. And, and I have an, an ebook, uh, which everyone can get if you come and join the quantum community. Uh, we have a couple of wonderful ebooks, and there is one called the I Am Mirror Reflection, uh, 30 Days of Affirmations. And essentially, when you look at yourself in the mirror, look yourself in the eye and say that affirmation, you are connecting directly into your soul right? The eyes are the gateways, the doorways to the soul. You're connecting with the soul. You're connecting with your mind. You're using the power of your voice, right? Your breath that has the imprint of divine consciousness on it. And you're articulating your affirmation three times, minimum of three times, to really anchor it into those molecules of your neurons, your cells, right? All the molecules of emotion in your body. And then you start to envision that, right? You envision experiences in your day-to-day life where that's already taken place, whether it's a, a meeting that you've just run with great success or being able to speak from your heart with your partner 
or to be able to have some of those hard conversations with a family member, a colleague, or a friend. Well, and this you know, is how we, we shift. It, it sounds so easy. And, and the good news is, is it really is that easy. It's really not as hard as we want to make it be. You know, you've got, we've talked about so much good stuff, but I really wanted to learn more about your book. If we could kind of shift gears, detox, yes. nourish, activate, plant and vibrational medicine for energy, mood, and love. I want balance in all three of those. So let's talk about Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful. Well, this, is, this book is really a revolutionary guide. It's a guide, it is a resource, it is a tool of transformation. So why energy, mood, and love? Well, if you look at the three organs that energy, mood, and love connect to, they connect to the three primary energy centers, right? So if we look at energy, we're connecting into the adrenal system, which is our root connection, our connection to the earth, right, where we receive that vital, renewable life force to energize our physicality. And we know that there are so many of us now walking around with some degree of adrenal fatigue, right, utter exhaustion. So the adrenal system, um, even though it's not something that's often talked about, is so important. So uh, energy with the adrenal system, mood, connecting into the brain and nervous system, and of course, that is our connection, our crown connection to divine consciousness. And we know right now we are at a pinnacle of mood-based discontent. So balancing the brain, nourishing the brain, detoxing the brain, activating the brain, our primary, right? This is our supercomputer. Uh, so primary for better mood, better feeling, better connection, better communion. And then love. So of course connecting into the, the center of our being, our hearts, the convergence point for Earth and the energy from the higher uh, realms. And our hearts are where we relate with each other. It is our source of love. And so how can we live with an open heart if we are carrying all of the heaviness of our past heartache and heartbreak and heart experiences, right, of love, love that's been lost, loss of loved ones, times that we've been betrayed, the grief that we hold from the past. And so these three areas are connecting in with energy, mood, and love. And we look at detox, nourish, activate is not just a play on words for DNA, but for sustainable shifts in healing, we have to detox. We have to let go of what no longer serves us, whether that's the patterns of diet, of nutrition, of exercise, whether it is our emotions, how we think about ourselves, our belief systems that no longer serve us. Um, just as if, imagine, Lee, you're going to go to the store right now. You're going to go to your favorite market. You have an infinite... Um, amount of money to spend, infinite abundance. And you're going to go buy every single thing that you know is going to nurture and nourish your body, right? So all of the wonderful foods and beverages, herbal teas, maybe kombuchas, you're going to get all of the supplements that you need. You're going to get the books that uh, you know are going to feed your mind and your spirit. You're going to get those skincare products to address the largest organ of the body, the skin, your aromatics to delight your senses and shift your emotions. But then you take all of this home 
and you open the door to your house and your house is cluttered. It is messy. You open the door to the fridge, and which hasn't been cleaned out. It's got some mystery food around there, right? How can you put in all of this goodness into something that doesn't have the space? That maybe even in the refrigerator, the food that's there is breaking down. Any new beautiful um, food source that you put in is going to break down more quickly, right? Because of the bacteria that's in there. And so if we don't detox, if we don't cleanse, if we don't let go, then how can we nourish? How can we nourish our bodies, our hearts, our souls, our minds with loving practices of self-care, of self-love, acceptance, compassion, and forgiveness, right? Those are all the ways that we nourish the entirety of our being. To be able to activate that light, to unlock the power that is within us, to activate our dreams and desires for living the life that we were born to live, right? And for ultimately contributing not only to ourselves and our families, but contributing to the greater good of all, to leave that legacy of positive impact for generations to come. So in the book, you'll find all of these different aspects of alchemy, 11 different uh, forms from nutrition to essential oils to herbalism to meditation, and then going into each system, adrenals, heart, and brain to detox, nourish, and activate. And so with that, there is discovery dive. So you can really get honest with yourself because if we're not radically honest, with where we are, what's happening in our lives that's dysfunctional, that's distorted, that doesn't serve us, then change is never sustainable, right? How can we, how can we live a life of self-mastery? How can we become the individuals that we know exist inside of us if we don't address those past areas of trauma, whether it's than what we've experienced in this life or what we've carried through our generations, our lineage, right? Which is really where that DNA level healing comes in. So the book takes you on this journey and is filled with recipes and formulas and meditation and deep queries, those discovery dives, so you can really start to look at those patterns and see where they're connected in the past. To be able to, what do we want to do when we have a garden, right? Before before all of those beautiful fruits and vegetables or flowers can flourish abundantly, we have to make sure that we've weeded, that we've um, addressed the soil, that it has all the nutrients, that it has the water and the sunlight and the loving care so that garden can really flourish into a garden of plenty. Well, it sounds, you make it sound so easy and you put it in, in terms that everybody understands. It's like a garden, you know, and we certainly deserve to, to give ourselves that level of care. It's just, I think for most people, it's just believing that they can, you know, once yeah. they believe that they can, they can, but it's a big step to say, okay, I'm going to leave all that in the past. I'm done with it. I'm going to, and it's scary. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why coming to the simplicity of invitation, right? Inviting your connection with your higher power, whatever that may be, um, the power that is held within you to say, okay, 
I, I choose, I invite in my highest path and purpose to be illuminated to me. I invite in all of the resources, all of my allies, right? All of those benevolent allies, cosmic, earthly, right? In within my family, within my circle, my tribe, my loved ones. I invite in all of the support and the guidance. Show me the signs and symbols that that let me know I'm on the right path. Show me how to heal. And once we once we really seriously anchor that invitation to the universe, to ourselves, then we start to see like all of these synchronicities are lining up. Wow, I, I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about how ca- how can I bring better energy, more sustainable energy to my physical body because I've really been having a great deal of fatigue lately, right? And then suddenly someone or something comes into our path that day that is exactly what we needed, what we needed to hear, what we needed to nourish our bodies with, how we needed to be inspired, how we needed to be encouraged. And then the more experiences that we have like that, the more we invite in, right? The more we start to attract those experiences to us and the signs and symbols and synchronicities come. Well, how long does that, I mean, when you start thinking about it and you start that invitation process, how long does it take before you feel like you're connecting? Because there have been times that I've done that and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm ready to communicate with my higher power and I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I say the best time to start is in those early hours um, where the subconscious and the conscious mind are incredibly malleable, and you start with that invitation to say to your higher power, and you can even say to the universe, right? I invite the universe to surprisingly delight me with abundance, with synchronicity, with experiences that delight me, that nourish me, that nurture me, that remind me that I'm held in grace, that remind me that I'm illuminated. And when we do that, I mean, I've had experiences where I've set the intention, especially this one in the morning that I'm sharing with you, but that's part of my sacred intentional practice. And sometimes in less than an hour, I'll get a phone call from someone that is exactly the answer to the question that I asked the universe for, right? How can it get any better than that? And the more that's that we pretty do... Cool. That's pretty cool, right? And and this is something that can happen to all of us. When we can come into the invitation, when we can have the faith, the trust, the surrender to letting go of all those things in our lives that we white-knuckle, right, that we can invite in something greater, something that is held in more grace, more illumination, more community, strength, support, abundance inspiration, right? Those are the words of invitation. And the more we can do that with affirmations, with our breath, the more that we can invite in, like when we have that impetus and and we all have this, right? Like, oh, I just feel like I should call this person. But how often do you act on it? When we start to act on those little voices from within us that say, oh, pick up the phone and call this person. 
and that person says, oh, I was just thinking about you. I have this, I, I had to tell you this, or I'd like to invite you over, or so-and-so just asked about you. They're having this event, and why don't you reach out to them? Then we start to see all of the synchronistic connections, and then the more that we trust ourselves to do that in the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. So it all starts somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, and it all starts with you, right? Like you are the center of your universe, and not in an egotistical way, not in a narcissistic way, but all change begins within you. And I read this beautiful quote by Yogananda yesterday, uh, to paraphrase it, it's like, to, to change the world, right, to change everything around you, it starts with a change within you. And through healing yourself, then everything around you shifts and changes as well. Well, that, that resonates with me because I honestly believe, you know, the work we do at the Brain Performance Center, we're working on creating self-regulation in the brain and the body. And self-regulation begins with you. And it, you yeah. have to own it. You have to step up and say, I want it and I'm going to work for it. And once you do, though, I think people are are proud. They have that sense of I'm confidence. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of myself for making that decision. I'm proud of myself for, for making the effort. And, you know, I work with a lot of women and they all want to take care of their kids first or their husbands, mm. you know, and I go, well, what about yeah. you? You know yeah. what? I mean, I'm all for taking care of the kids. I'm all for taking care of the hubby too. But what about you? And that's one thing I saw on, I think it was the Soul Institute website. Mm -hmm. There's, you have some retreats, but there's the Divine Feminine Immersion Retreat. Yes. I have to yeah. tell you, I'm actually in a scaly mountain, North Carolina right now on a mini retreat planning with my tri-leads with Patsy and Carla. We've actually just mapped out the entire program. And we have some just incredible experiences planned out in sacred community, in vulnerable community to be able to awaken, to clear, to create, to transform, to shift, expand, and energize ourselves to rise to our highest potential. And it, it, it's uh, so perfect that you asked that, just being here together. It's been a really beautiful couple of days. Uh, but the retreat is in Boone in North Carolina at the Art of Living Retreat Center, which is a, a, a world-class venue um, and Ayurvedic facility yoga center. And it's in 360 acres of beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains. Um, all of the meals are from their organic gardens, vegetarian, fat-fit food preparation. And we have an incredible program that intertwines yoga and breath work and mantras and mudras from Carla and then myself working in those psycho-spiritual aspects of patterning, right, to unlock the power within us and dissolve those old patterns of limitation. Working with the alchemy of the essential oils, everyone's going to be making their own medicine to not only become the alchemist, but to become their alchemy as well. And then Patsy Balaki working with the power of intuitive feng shui and how the home and our space is completely interconnected to 
our physical health, well-being, and our ability to magnetize greater abundance. So it's going to be an exceptional, exceptional program. Love for you to join us, Lee. So where mm-hmm. where do you fly into? Uh, you can fly into Charlotte. You can fly into Asheville. Uh, also, oh. it's about the same same difference. Um, and, uh, Charlotte could be a little bit easier depending. We have a lot of folks flying into that airport. I'm actually, will be coming from Asheville. So both are, both are very convenient. Um, and then it's going to be from Thursday, the 27th of October, all the way to Sunday, the 30th. So it's just such a gorgeous time to be up in the, the Blue Ridge Mountains during fall and you know, the, mm. the views are absolutely incredible. We're going to be doing a fire ceremony to let go, to dissolve, to transmute all that no longer serves us and invite in those new experiences, those new energies, those new creations, right, that we want to bring home and create that roadmap of actionable changes in our lives to really start to say, wow. You know, I can't believe, like, this This was my dream, and now this is part of my day-to-day life experience. That's, if I it can sounds, do this, then, yeah, then what's next? It sounds <laughs> fabulous. And we've got a couple of minutes left, so let's, you know, let's kind of stop and pause and just think about what are three takeaways that you want our listeners to, to have and that resonate, they can resonate with them and they can use to kind of help guide them forward. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Lee. Well, I want to say that every single moment of your life, every breath you've taken since your first, every step you've taken since your first has brought you perfectly here and now. And that in this moment, everything is possible. There is infinite potential held not only within this moment, but within you as well. And when you can harness the power, the desire for transformation, for growth, for elevation, then you can absolutely harness that power within you to live the life that you were born to live, a life of abundance, a life of joy, a life of harmony, of greater well-being, Um, and that you're not alone. In anything that you have seen, experienced, felt, you are not alone and there is community for you and that it's okay to ask for help because we all need help at different times and we we need each other, right? We need to come together in community, in sacred community and strengthen ourselves through our vulnerability to being able to open to lean into each other, even in this moment, you and I, Lee, I mean, it's such a beautiful interaction to be able to connect in with your gift, your wisdom, your heart, and to be with you here. Well, thank you. Thank you for your kind words. And it's it has been tremendously interesting and stimulating for me. And I just wanted to restate where people can find you online. You can go to the Soul Institute. It's not .com, it's .co, correct? Absolutely, the Soul okay. Institute.co, and you can join our quantum community there. Um, Great. The joining the thank quantum you so, community. Thank you so much yes. for that, that <laughs> It's been so much fun having you. <laughs> 
behalf of Lee Richardson and the Brain Performance Center, we want to thank you for listening. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this, visit us on iTunes, Google Play, Toginet, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and thebrainperformancecenter.com. 